Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Play fake, rounding the throw. Hawkins collapsing to the middle. Got it off to Boyd, and Boyd's got a first down. Bengals Podcast. That's right. Your host, Teddy McDuke. I'm joined as always by yeah. Dr. Roger Dr. Kismoji and John Brain Sheeran. And let us hear it for the boy, Jake Browning, John. It's my boy. It's my boy. Category. I just want to say that John Sheeran, who had previously said he was, quote, terrible, mm-hmm. yeah. now right. has him as a, quote, more efficient Brock Purdy, who... Nope. Could win the MVP. Wow. what I said. Who could win the MVP? When Daddy takes off his glasses, boys and girls, he means what he says. Yeah. The Bengals have created an offense in which the quarterback is playing like a more efficient Brock Purdy. Right. Well, how would you compare him to Brock Purdy? I mean, you think he's better Uh, than Brock Purdy, worse than Brock Purdy so far? He's not as good as Brock Purdy. I don't think he's got as good of an arm. Brock John, can I hold on? John, can I just clarify something? He's playing better than Brock Purdy, and isn't playing a big part of being a football player? You could say that. Yeah. Okay. Being so, a player. Yeah. I would say, John, this is the question for you: How far can they go with Jake Browning? Because well, because right now, let's let's be let's question. be clear. Right now, this offense that they have in yeah. place right now, the things that they are doing. This offense is not getting in its own way. No. It's utilizing everybody's skill set perfectly. I'm talking about the running backs. I'm talking about the receivers. I'm talking about the offensive line. Yeah. Everybody is doing what they should be doing, Everybody. finally. Yeah. Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, they are calling mm-hmm. the kind of plays that they should be calling. Everything yeah. is in the flow. We're not, we're not lighting people up, no. but we are, we are just consistently, like Browning said, like Browning said, they're only getting a stopped when they turn the ball over, basically. Right. So that... Or... Yeah, which or, is going to be the key. Not doing that is going to matter as each game goes forward. Yeah. Or what, they've, or what? They've done, a, they've done a good job in staying in neutral or positive game scripts, which means that the defense can't key in on, A, it's going to be a run, or A, it's going to be a pass. Specifically, A, it's going to be a pass. Because when they've been in those situations the past two games, I'll be against not-so-good defenses... Browning has not played as well. So that's what's going to matter to me in the playoffs when you have really good pass rushers, really good defenses, really good defensive coordinators in general. It's hard to get to the playoffs 
with a bad defense, which is why if the Bengals make the playoffs, that would be quite impressive considering what their defense has been for most of the year. When have you guys the ever, Chiefs have, get down though? What, no, because yeah. the, like the, is this not like is this not how Burrow advanced through the playoffs when they were in those terrible situations behind a bad offensive line and the teams knew that they were going to pass the ball because they couldn't run and yet they would win anyways because he could manage that. Like that's that's yeah. the difference, right? That's what that Jake Browning has John, to John, John, that 2001 team, that defense was 21. not 2021 team was not a shutdown defense no they were not looking great they until were. this playoffs this defense Lou Anderoma's defense has made plays at the right time right that is what they're known for the right and they're doing it again this year John yeah and they yeah. just did it and it's guys like BJ Hill pulling BJ interception Hill. out of his hat yeah. it's guys like Jermaine Pratt forcing fumbles midair it is crazy stuff. That's what this defense the is. Stuff. They don't. You yes. can't look at all the DVOAs and the you know actually. AD. I don't want you to. No one knows that's what, what those I'm are. John. We don't. We don't. Pay we don't know what that. that we don't pay. For. We don't pay John for anything. But we especially don't pay him don't pay to that. bring up these stats that make me look bad. Go ahead, John. John, I I didn't really. Have, I mean, you got, you're kind of focused on the defense. That was kind of a throwaway comment, just because of how the majority of the season has gone for Luna Room. But this past week against the Colts. The Colts t- typically have a pretty good run game with or without Jonathan Taylor. Zach Moss has had a pretty good year, but only three missed tackles against the Colts, 20 stops at the line of scrimmage, which means it's constituted as a fail for the offense. It's a pretty good ratio, 6.66 repeating. Um, best tackling performance by far for, for the season for this defense, and again, it helped keep that game in check because there was a point in the game when Jake Browning threw a pick six. It's tied up at 14. You don't really know where it's going to go, but the defense completely shut down the Colts uh, in the second half and allowed for the offense, again, to stay doing what they're doing best, which is, again, not a lot of true pass sets for the offense. Yeah. A lot of play actions, a lot of under center calls, a lot of diversity, and, again, a run game that's keeping you know keeping them ahead of the chains, if you will. And, and taking those deep shots only when they 100% make sense. Like, let's take that T. Higgins deep shot. That was a yeah, bad let's pass. let's talk about that. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. That was an inaccurate pass, John. But there was no risk involved. T. Higgins had just grass. Because he butt naked open. But, yes. Yes, exactly. And that is the point, is Jake Browning is only taking those kind of shots. That one interception, very inaccurate pass, right? And he learned from it. But well, it, it was wasn't... Also, it was also a little jingled. Yeah, it was, it was a little straight, jingled. Yeah. It was not a straight interception. Yeah, but John, here's the my... The ball okay. had been jingled John, and jangled. John, 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 here's my point. John. We're, talk, we're talking about winning in the playoffs, okay? Yeah. Let us review some of the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. And and I know people say, oh, you just... I can name a lot of them. I can name a right. lot of average quarterbacks. I'm not just talking about your Trent Dilfer, who was actually a very bad quarterback. I'm not talking about your, you know, Brad Johnson, who was a pretty bad quarterback. I'm not talking about those guys. We have all these other guys, John. Who are you talking that, about that deal? Well, there's, there's, I mean, you know, people use the Nick Foles. I like Nick Foles, but I mean, there's a lot of people who have limitations with their arm talents, but they're in a system, they're in a groove, they're in, they're in something that allows them and that team to reach its potential. And, yeah. and here's what I want to say. John just wrote an article. John. And, 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 and it backed up what we are all seeing about the offensive line. This Back offensive line up, is not letting, not allowing pressures. It's not allowing QB hits. It's not allowing sacks. It is because, like he said, they're not in as many true passing sets. They are working to the... And and and, and Jake Browning's nature is, is not to try. It's not. He's not like an Aaron Rodgers. He's not is like a Joe Is it nature, Daddy, or is it nurture? Well... He, I think it's nature. I yeah, think Joe Burrow's ahead, nature yeah. is to live on the edge, is to right. make a stuff happen. The nature of Joe. Jake Browning 
he is a big time. He, you know, he does believe in his ability. He did throw a ton of touchdowns in high school, but he's not the kind of improviser that Joe Burrow is. And the offensive line is benefiting from that. And, and on our undoing in the playoffs, John, every single year our undoing has been the pass, the, the you know, the allowing pass pressure. And, and that is finally fixed, John. For now. It almost now. sounds like you're saying that in a way, Jake Browning is better suited to win with the Bengals than Joe Burrow? No, I'm not saying that's that. I mean, saying. no, no, I'm saying they can. I can envision them pulling out games in the playoffs. Well, first of all, we got to get the playoffs, but I can envision them not going a, far. Yeah. It's not just making the playoffs, it's getting yeah. past really good defenses to get to the playoffs. Who are we starting talking with, about? Yeah. Starting with the Minnesota Vikings, a legitimate top 10 defense. Very good defense. Jake Browning said it himself. The exact opposite of what the Colts do because the Colts yes. don't send blitzers, right? They they don't right. just sit back. Brian Flores just pins his pass rushers ears back and just let him let him attack, right? They're yeah. somehow one of the top teams in the league in terms of blitz and dropping eight, which is just a crazy combination. But they're really aggressive and they're just really solid from top to bottom. Daniel Hunter is just a menace off the edge. So this is the first big test because the Steelers are also a top ten defense, and obviously this was before the Bengals made changes on the offense to accommodate for Jake Browning. And obviously the Bengals' offense was not good against the Steelers' defense, so they had them after that. The Chiefs, their their defense is honestly the best thing about them right now because their whole offense is in a flux because they don't have a single good offense uh, wide receiver. And then the Browns, like they still have trouble against uh, you know scoring in general against the Browns, even with Joe Burrow out there. So. It's been great seeing what the Bengals offense has been yeah. under J under J Jake Browning. They they would not be here if he was not operating this within the system the way that he is. But this is where the real test begins. Well, that's here's my next question: the way they've been playing, the way they've been winning with the screen passes, with the running game, is there a way that you can see them having success with that against that defense? Uh Again, I, I I just go back to like the two minute drills at the end of the half where like you have to get points right, and teams know that you're going to pass the ball, and so in, in that way play action doesn't work as well because you're not selling it enough because the defenses aren't buying it. If you can't run the ball in that situation, when it's just a true drop back situation where Browning has to just scan the entire field and has to hold the ball maybe for more than two seconds, that's where he does run into some trouble. Now again, I think he made more plays in those situations against the Colts than he did against the Jaguars, and especially against the Steelers. You look back, I think it was the first play in our intro, when he was on his own goal line and he was surveying the left side of the field. He had Jamar Chase and T. Higgins being covered by like five or six Indianapolis Colts players. The pressure was getting to him. He made a nice throw off of his back foot to a wide open Tyler Boyd. Those are the types of plays that the Bengals need from, J from Jake Browning. Again, when they're in situations where maybe they're playing without a lead and they can't lead on the run and they have their defense playing more aggressively. It's going to be in those situations where everyone knows it's going to be a pass and Jake Bryan has to stand tall and make a good throw. And, and we haven't seen him excel at that, you know, and I, and I don't think he, I don't know if he has that in him to do that time after time without, without, let's be clear. Like we've seen, he's, he's taken those shots after the after the team has set them up after they've had success doing other things. Then he takes those, you know, kind of, those shots where he's yeah. just like yeah. I, like I think I think Jake Browning can win games when he's ahead I, exactly if, yeah. if he's behind I, I and the running no and and the running game is working or the the screen yeah. game is working yeah so so if I'm hearing everybody right we're not going to give Jake Browning too much credit for these past wins or at least you're not but I am okay. the Jake Browning that I see is a lot different from the Jake Browning that you see the number one thing I see about the Jake Browning is this man can throw on the run. And I know that sounds stupid and simple. And trite, 
But when I look at your Jake Browning, I see a man who every time he throws on the run, the ball goes pretty much where he wants it to. And I'm sorry, I don't want to offend anybody out there, but there are a lot of really great number one starting quarterbacks who don't throw as well on the run. Number two, people keep talking about the simplicity of the Jake Browning, the predictability of a Jake Browning. But John, you said it yourself, this has also led to the uh, protectiveness, being able to protectability, that's the word, protectability of a Jake Browning. But one other thing aside, so Jake Browning starts to do really well at the same time that Chase Brown starts to do really, really well. Are these coincidences or are they related? And your conspiracy theorist, John, would say they are related. I think they are related. You would say, well, why would Jake Browning's, why would Jake Browning's success help your Chase Brown? I think it's because of the different plays and the different structure. No, Chase, Chase Brown wasn't playing. I mean, playing. I mean, John, here's the thing. Do you remember and when, yeah. Do you remember, John, when Cam Taylor Britt went down after mm -hmm. that the Steelers game? And they put him on IR, and it was like, oh, there goes the season. We're done. We're throwing the talent. And then Chase Brown got, got the carries. So it was kind of like they're like, okay, let's see what we have in the young guys, right? And, I mean, that's an outsider perspective. But my point is, it, in a way, it is a coincidence that when Jake Browning was forced into the lineup, the team also went into a slight evaluation mode. We were five and six. We had Jake Browning, who just came off a bad game, and it was like, okay, let's see what we have. Yeah, John. I I don't know if it's entirely like that because I, he also I just got Miles, healthy, Chase Brown. Yeah, exactly. Like Chase Brown suffered a hamstring injury right before the 49ers game back in like late October, and that was, it was at that point when a lot of people were really skeptical about the run game with Joe Mixon. They were relying too much on him. They like they weren't giving any carries to Trevion Williams or Chris Evans at the time. So it was just Mixon being ran into the dirt or a brick wall, regardless about who the opponent was. And there was excitement about, okay, Chase Brown is you know the explosive complimentary scat back that you can that you can pair with a power back like Mixon. Then he went then he went down with an injury. So his return was very timely to them having to realize that they have to do things differently on offense and they have to just basically open up the playbook entirely. And a lot of the concepts like the under center play action screens and just the under center runs, I think they're benefiting Chase Brown a lot because I don't think there's a lot of things that he can't do. I think he's more powerful than people give him credit for just because he's a little bit short doesn't mean that he can run in between the tackles and get some yards after, after contact. So his emergence, I think, was a coincidence with the offense changing just because he was he, he got back from injury and everyone knew that he needed to be more involved just to spark the run game. Yeah, and, and, but, but I, would, I would say this. I, Joe Burrow, look, we, we all remember – that first touchdown against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game to Samaje Pirine got us going. And Joe Burrow has had occasionally those great screen pass plays. However, with a guy like Joe Burrow, who, you know, he, he said, like, I don't really worry about, you know, how much sacks I have, you know? He's not, he doesn't, he's not sacks He's not obsessed. sacks positive, yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not a sacks so, addict. Right. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he might be actually. He takes he, he takes a lot of sacks. He has a lot of sacks. But yeah. he was saying it's not that big of a deal because like third down, who cares what, right? My point is this. That speaks again to his mentality, which is I can make the big play every time and I'm going to try. You know, I'm going to try to get the downfield play almost every time. And with Jake Browning, he tried to be that for a game or two. And he was like, oh, this is going to be a mess. 
And so he's forced into, you know, he, he, he has to do that to survive. He has to look to the screen game. He had that one play where, you know, he had the pass rusher in his face and he kind of dodged him. I think it was against the Jaguars. And, and he got the screen pass. Like, he is consciously, you know, getting the, the screen game involved as, a, as like a first option. Whereas for Joe Burrow, it's just like, oh, if I'm forced to, you know, and I'm just trying to avoid the sack at the very end. Well, I mean, Burrow has made, I think, a good evolution in terms of getting to his check down quicker. And that sometimes has led to frustration, I think, from the fan base because there's a lot of short passes when they should be, you know, pushing the ball down the field. And sometimes the opportunities are there. But, but that's mainly because the coverages that Jake Browning sees and the coverages Joe Burrow sees are still completely different. But to, to risk repeating this over and over every week, the emergence of Jake Browning in this offense, I think, has opened up a lot of eyes and saying there's a, there's a need to combine a lot of the elements that we're seeing right now with the Joe Burrow offense, and that has remained to be seen in terms of if, that, if that's actually a practical application because we don't know if Burrow's comfortable with a lot of this stuff. We've, we've always been told that he doesn't like to, to turn his back to the defense on play action. We've been told that he doesn't like to go under center. But when you're facing quality, off, quality defensive lines, like the Titans a couple years ago in the playoff game when he got sacked nine times, there's got to be ways to counter out those pass rushes beyond just getting an empty and getting the ball out for like a, a second or two. So there's a lot of elements right now that's, again, protecting the offensive line, protecting the quarterback. And you do need those elements against the good defenses late in the season. So there's a lot of things I think they're learning about the offense right now about how to, to best implement a lot of this stuff with the actual quarterback in there. Yeah. So, John, how is this Vikings game going to play out? Again, this is the, this is the litmus test, I think, for Jake Browning because we saw yeah. him – try to do the original offense against a good defense, no bueno. We saw him do this new offense against less talented defenses, and he looks amazing, right? Like, there's, there's, it's Muy hard bueno. to diminish. It That's is true. really hard to diminish, right? 80% completion percentage, you know, 10, 11 yards per attempt. There's context behind those numbers, obviously, but he's operating at incredible efficiency, and the, and the team is benefiting from it. But again, I think it's still relative to the defenses that they've played, and if he can, if he can keep this up, and if the team can keep this up against a defense that makes it really hard on, on opposing quarterbacks, I think they might have found something. I think they, I think you can have full confidence going forward that this team can clinch a playoff berth and maybe do something in the postseason. But I think I still need to see it first. So what happens? What's the prediction? What's the outcome? I, I, I think the Bengals lose You know, pretty oh, wow. close. To Nick um, Mullins. Again, Who is like Nick that, Mullins? That, no, John, like that's, that, that's, they have that's to the score. variable, right? Again, is yeah, like, this, like they, a, they scored three points last week. Exactly. Not a lot of, like, I think it's going to be a chimney scoring, sweep. To be Who's Nick Mullins? Nick Mullins was pretty good for, for again, for like a backup. What does he for do? What's his job? Oh, for that. Okay. He's a quarterback. Okay. So I find myself, Dadio, in the odd and, and somewhat awkward position of disagreeing with John Sheeran, maybe for the first wow. time in my life. Yeah. And, not and, the first time. I mean, not the first, but maybe the last. And, you know, here, here's the thing. I think Jake Browning is the real deal. And that's coming from a hardcore McCarran truther. For those of you out there, we prefer the term truther. I've heard a lot of people saying McCarranists or McCarranites. No, we prefer McCarran truthers because we're all about the truth. And by the way, this last I win, love the truth. The truth yeah, is very important. Truth, positive. I'm always on the truth. I'm yeah. always sending you're, you're posts. Doing social and, yeah. messages. Yeah. So here's the thing. AJ McCarran, this was a win that really was on the backs of AJ and Browning. I mean, the few minutes or few seconds that AJ was in the game, he looked Two awesome. Places. He looked awesome. Yeah, three plays, yeah. 79 QBR. But let's not talk about AJ McCarron, John. Not, not today. So I think Jake Browning is the real deal. 
Yeah. And and I think that the issue that a lot of people have with that is we are so enchanted by numbers and by the by, by this one philosophical problem, which is how can someone who was drafted so low do so well? And so we not, come with all these. He wasn't drafted, was he? Was he drafted, John? He was not drafted. Was well, that's not. very low. Very low. That's very, very low. low. That's, how could someone who was not drafted at all, someone who was the, just like the scum, the scum of the earth, come yeah. and be, and, and, and yet we watch it in the movies all the time, John. We see it in Rudy. We see it in the great football movies. John's so, too young for Rudy. Yeah. Whatever. I love so, Rudy growing up. I think Jake Browning is the real deal. I see the confidence. I see him making those plays. I think this is a man that rises to the occasion. I think this is a man that sees through these defenses. I think this is a man that is down. He could be down by points or up by points. It doesn't matter. He's a winner. He's cool. He's level-headed. People love him. People get a along with him. I think Jake Browning is, is going to win the, against the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Bengals and the coaching staff is amazing. I think these wins actually are Zach Taylor's wins, and that's a man who's been able to lead this. That's a, that is a successful human being. At the same time that Bill Belichick is getting fired, Zach, Zach Taylor's being re redeemed by all these people who said the man can't coach. He's, he's the best coach in the NFL, if you ask my opinion. All that is to say, yes, the Bengals are going to go all the way, and I think they're going to win a few playoff games, maybe more than one. And this Jack Browning, he's not going to be around for long. You better buy Jake. the jersey now, this Jake Browning. He's not going to be around for long. You better buy the jersey now because he's going to be like a 49er or like a, a, a Philadelphia Eagle. Maybe he's going to go where Chase Brown's brother is. Did you know Chase Brown has an identical twin? I did. Sydney. Okay. Sydney Brown. Okay. So anyway, so what's my prediction, you asked that, Dio? My prediction, 25-17 Bengals win. I think it's going to be 25-17 Bengals win. And I think it's, Jake Browning is going to look even better than before. You're going to see a, a wonderful performance by Chase Brown. And the, and the defense, of course, will look great because there's not a great offense. And wow. that is my horoscope. Wow. Well, okay. So what do I think? I, I hate to say it. I love the two-game win a streak, but I'm going to somewhat agree with John. And I say that the Bengals are actually going to get killed ah. on Sunday. And the final score will be 27, 27 to 10 Cincinnati. Wait a minute. That's my prediction. Yeah. What? No. 27. Sounds like a rebirth. Wait a minute. 27 being Bengals winning yeah. over the. Yeah. How is that being so, killed? That okay. Make, so there's win, a contradiction win, in terms here. When you are killed or you just die, it doesn't matter. What did they do? They put you in the ground. They pour dirt on you. You get okay. all muddy. You get all dirty. Yeah. It is predicted, I think, 79% chance of rain. At okay. 1 p.m. On, okay. on Saturday, when the Bengals play, it's going to be muddy, it's going to be dirty, yeah. and I predict that they're going to still try to force the issue and run the ball, and they're going to get under Who are four, they? The Cincinnati Bengals. They're Bengals. going to get under four yards of carry, but they're going to run enough to prevent Browning from having to make a lot of mistakes, and they're going to pull off a defensive battle, and they're going to, no. yes, they're going to win the game. You know, I like the fact that you're saying the Bengals are going to win. I don't like the fact that you two will not believe in this Jake Browning. He is the real deal. Well, he's he's good at what he does. No, he's but not. He can't have he's you not win. good at what well, he does. Okay, when he's passed downfield, when has it been accurate for you to think that he can do it what, let me ask in you situations? Why is it so important that someone can the, pass downfield? Why is a strong arm so important if you can win games? Because if the defense can actually, if there are a lot of defenses, and the Vikings are one of them, they can take away 
your run game. They can, they can, they can force you to do what they want, and you are going to have to have a burrow-like accuracy down the field to make something out of nothing. And Jake Browning cannot do that. So it really comes down to calling the right plays at the right time, loosening up the defense, and then letting him do what he does, which is take those shots down the field when they're 100% there. You could bring in AJ for those long shots. John, should the AJ touchdown, let's just, let's just you know, let's indulge him, John. Yeah. Should the AJ McCarron touchdown pass have counted? It was not a push off, John. It sounds like the music is happening. Do you guys hear that? No. But that damn. Oh. I must. Okay. I guess no, but, but did you right. see the push off that T Higgins? He was not pushing off. He was just stretching his arms. The slow motion has, has confirmed the doubts that AJ McCarron actually had a touchdown in that game. John, we're also going to get to see Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. And Jamar said, I am the best receiver in the no, league. He is. And I... And T. Higgins is the second best. I got to say, this is a pretty interesting time for them to go face-to-face -face because they are... Well, how else would you have them go there, Dio? No, what I mean is for them to go head-to-head, -head, this is... I mean, it seems like you want them to go... What? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what back exactly? To back. Chest to butt chest. to butt. Yeah. Okay. So point is this gritty to gritty look justin jefferson he had a chest injury yeah. they went in they did the mammogram or whatever and he, no. he turned out to be fine no 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 jamar chase also coming off a, a very minor injury but both of them have these backup qbs yeah. backup mm -hmm. qbs who nobody thought would ever be in this position and now it's kind of like a fair fight and it's like hey who can carry the offense more you or me. It's going to be pretty interesting because we, we've it's seen It's like Jamar when yeah. two really pretty women both yeah. have really old husbands and they're comparing their old husbands to each other. And, and Yeah, and who who can, you know, who can kind of keep can, the things lively. Face, yeah, yeah. Head, who can keep yeah. things interesting. Yeah. Even, yeah. Cheek to cheek. Well, their cheek to cheek makes more sense, John. Yeah. So, all right. Well, John, John I will. What do people put in the comments? Is Jake Browning the real deal, boys and girls? Can anyone agree with Hoji? I think this man's going to be a starter next year on another team. I think Jake Browning is the real deal. John, you heard let it here us, first. Yeah. I mean, I do think he is a solid player, and he's just not a Joe Burrow. He's not an elite quarterback, but hey. Who is a Joe Burrow? I mean, he's just one Joe we, Burrow. We have relied too much on Burrow. This might be the time for this franchise to... Scale things down and try to win the old-fashioned way, John. But don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications, and we'll see you next time. So long, sweetie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.